0: And that's a hole we can fill. It's time for...
1: I never saw that. Hello, I never saw that,
3: listeners. I apologize for my voice. I actually have COVID, which sucks. But that's not the point of this. Um, I just wanted to check in real quick because this episode is a really special one. Uh, We have four guests on four different people who were in Montana with me at the Therapeutic Boarding School, so that's really cool. Uh, But we did have some sound issues. We recorded on Zoom, and something that we didn't realize was happening until way late into the episode was that every time one of us would say something, Carolina would get muted. So you'll hear Carolina kind of got "Uh, uh, a little bit uh because we kept accidentally muting her by speaking or making noise. So, um really sorry about that Carolina. Um but anyway, uh the other the other thing is we we talk about things like you know, this experience is so familiar to all of us that we kind of just start talking about things and forget to explain them. So, there are several um staff members that we mention. And the important ones to know are John was the headmaster. Colleen was his wife, also staff person there. There were five founders, John, Colleen, Mike, and Deb, who were also a married couple, and then Gary. John, Mike, and Gary were the so-called counselors, um, none none of whom had – well, Gary had a degree in psychology, I believe. But anyway, um, and then we mentioned a couple other staff members, but it's not as important that you know who they are. Um, hopefully that gives you at least a little bit of context. Um, and uh, I'm sorry it's a little on the long side too, but I didn't want to cut anything that people said. So, um,
0: thanks so much for listening and enjoy.
1: Hi, Micah. Hi, Jen. How's it going?
0: It's going pretty well. That's good. Yeah. What are we doing tonight?
1: Holy shit. We are, um, <laughs> We are talking with four different people who were at the therapeutic boarding school with me, Um, four of my favorite people on the (laughs) earth who I haven't seen in, like, haven't seen, seen in, you know, 25 plus years. Yeah. So they're all here with us right now. Do you, you want to meet them? Yes, I'd love to. Okay. Um, I'm going to, so Elizabeth, do you want to start? I didn't ask you, I didn't say what you should share. You, oh, yeah, I did. Just share, yeah, name and pronouns if you want, and um,
4: when you were at the school. Okay, I'm Elizabeth. Uh, during school, I went by Betsy. Um, I was there from June 94 till, I don't know, 96. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Laurel?
5: Um, I'm Laurel, and I was at the school from 93 to 94. And then back for some other shit, but as mm-hmm. a student,
6: 93 oh, yeah. to 94. Okay. <gasps> That's good.
5: Uh,
6: uh-huh.
7: Carolina? Um, I'm Carolina. I went to MMS when I... Um, let me see, 1994 through 96. I think I got there in like September and left uh, in July. So,
2: yeah. And Sarah, welcome back, Sarah. Nice to be back. (laughs) I uh, attended from uh, Halloween night, October 31st, 1994 to July 14th, 1996. So, most of us were there at like the same time I
1: had forgotten Elizabeth I thought you had been there a little longer because I got there in August of 94 so we were like
2: boom 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 boom. and
1: then Laurel you left like right after I got there but you came back and visited a lot I feel like and so I always (laughs) felt like I knew you or maybe you were there longer than I what do you remember what month you left in 94 August Okay. Yeah. So it was right after I got there. Yeah, okay. I went straight to
5: to college. Okay.
1: Yeah. So did I. Mm. Um, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Oh my God. Th- thank you for being here. Um, I said this already. I'm a little emotionally overwhelmed. So, um, just bear with me.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, luckily, we also are going to talk about a really fun light. Oh my light God! Did comedy, you guys
1: watch the movie
0: Boys on the Side from 1995?
5: I
1: did. <laughs> I we
0: was...
2: watched that?
0: Yeah.
4: At I don't school? remember that.
2: I didn't. Yes. I don't remember either. Yes. I bet I was on work group, but I have a very specific memory about that movie, which is why I think I remember it so clearly. And I was then and am now a homosexual. <laughs> and <laughs> I. Do you want to,
0: <laughs> do you want to recreate the scene of Whoopi Goldberg on the stand being oh, cross-examined God. for being lesbian?
2: <laughs> oh my god yeah. and, and I declined that offer Micah thank you but <laughs> thank you. I had such a giant crush on Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. at the time who didn't she was adorable. yeah she yeah. was at yeah. her peak Adorability. yeah totally and the little haircut with the, the little cute little blonde hair I was obsessed I wanted to see that movie desperately bad just to see her because she was so yeah. cute yeah and I got put on work crew the day it was being shown because I was on work crew every Sunday mm-hmm. and I had a full-on fucking temper tantrum about it I was so Ooh. angry and our dear friend another Sarah who was a work uh-huh. crew with me that day was like who cares like you were already gonna be a work crew why do you care And I didn't want to
4: say it's because I wanted to watch Trouba more,
2: but that was the reason. Can we call an intervention right after that
1: again because of you? Probably. Uh, Again, apologies. Continued lifelong. Never, never apologize. It's such a great story now. It's like, oh no, I love it. I love it. I love that story. And I, yeah, anyway, I also like admire you, honestly. how hard you like really tried to fight and I think about it still often like how come none of us just none of us even can well I don't know maybe people did consider I was I didn't even consider joining you I don't think I was like nope I know where this is this is this isn't gonna end well I was too scared yeah Yeah, I mean that's basically what I mean yeah that
0: was I think we've talked about this on the podcast before but that was one of my first
1: for stories reactions
0: even? or questions oh, oh. about when Jen was explaining the school she went to before I met her in college and she's saying yeah there were I don't know 10 staff maybe and no not even oh, that well, many. total yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. but you were with like one or two or three most of the time mm-hmm. at different times and there were 20 some girls I'm like why did you do anything they said <laughs> they're like abusing you and doing like I don't understand and it took me a long time to get past that
2: I will say one reality for a bit of perspective. When I arrived there, I was 7 months away from turning 18. Right? That's a big difference from being 13 or 15. Yeah. And yes. And knowing that you have nowhere to go and no yeah. way out for years. Yeah. Whereas I thought I can do this shit for 6 months and I'll be done mm. and well, it didn't work out that way, but Well, because say why my i actually am unsure if this is really true to this day mm-hmm. but what i was told at the time is that my parents had my age of majority raised to 21 so i wouldn't be an adult at 18 it wouldn't happen until i was 21 and then after that it would be raised again to 25 and if at 25 by 25 i didn't have it together i would be institutionalized
6: so, wow but,
2: yeah
1: Yeah. That's really fucked up. But but hearing (laughs) that my
2: age of majority had been raised to 21 is what did it. Yeah. I mean, if I had to do this for another three years, that's different than seven months. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not surprised now that no one joined me, but yeah, I bet it was weird at the time though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, there was some real
1: culty stuff. (laughs)
7: Yeah. And like the staggered arrival, it's like, you know, as you get there, you get more turned. They do. So then like, it's not really like there's 21 people thinking like you. It's more like, you know, maybe one or two people that came within like the last couple months that might. Very
1: true. Yeah. Very good point.
7: What was... Cool about like the time whenever we arrived. Um, like I think Jen got there like a month before me. Sarah, uh, you remember little skinny Sarah? She got there. Oh, yeah. The I'm. I got there. Um, Sarah, you got there. I think there was like five or six of us. Oh, and Claire.
6: Mm-hmm. That
7: all of their kind of time, and I think it was kind of problematic for them. You know? Yeah. Because we, um. We were all pretty strong minded and we kind of weren't really buying it. And we were just mm-hmm. trying, to, like, I ran away one time. <laughs> me too. I don't remember that. When did you run away? What
2: happened? I remember um, Carolina running away. I'm trying, remind it was, me how the blizzard <laughs> and she got trapped by a mountain lion, or at least that was the story. Oh,
1: oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. How did I not remember that?
6: Yeah. Jesus.
1: yeah. Yeah. That was, we, we were, we were all like around the same age too. And so we had like, there was definitely a, um, a pretty quick bond. I feel like, um, which is why we several of us were put on work crew like a year later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, uh, do we want to keep talking about this or do you yeah. want to do your stupid thing?
0: Oh, are we doing that this time? Mm, that's funny. Okay.
6: See you in the funny papers.
0: See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. Today we're going to talk about um Garfield. I found it's a Garfield the best
2: segment in all of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Full stop. It's so weird to get like immediate feedback because it's usually just the two of us and her and doing this. And my feedback like is different than that, and, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs>
6: so. Um,
0: so I did, I had an idea and I I didn't find a cartoon. This is me like just complaining about not being able to find one um, once again until right before we recorded. But I sent it out to all our guests earlier today. You
1: did? <laughs> that's not fair they get to see it
0: i'm not sure if you all saw it um
1: they missed it too
0: but feel free to jump in unless anybody wants to kind of take over and make this your own today Hmm. any volunteers no all right well feel free to jump in anytime we're talking about garfield and we have uh three panels today jen not cool (laughs) garfield is the coolest cat
1: (laughs) (laughs) really cool you
0: have to scoot over so they can see okay well sorry i just didn't want to
1: accidentally see the comic
0: okay so um garfield is a special comic it's pretty popular i don't know if you've heard of garfield he's an orange cat um most comics that i can find and in printed in the newspaper are in black and white during the week and Mm -hmm. only in color on the weekends Mm -hmm. for some reason garfield he just had extra time i guess so he colored all of his strips Um, And it's really bright, beautiful colors. I wish you could see it. I do, too. Um,
1: Man, it seems like it'd be so easy to just turn the phone.
0: No. The first panel, um, this is uh, Garfield by Jim Davis, September 20th, 1994, for everybody keeping track. Um, The first panel, Garfield is walking upright, as he does, uh, just on his huge feet. And he has little tiny T-Rex arms, really short ones. Um, His (laughs) eyes, he's a heavily lidded cat. So he's always, (laughs) you know, looking very... (laughs) very just tired with the world um Mm -hmm. especially on mondays uh but this i don't think this is a monday It could be you decide after you hear all this
1: well you Um, know what day of the week it was that it came out well
0: yeah but i don't know if he sticks i don't know if in universe garfield mondays are the same as our universe Mm. mondays i'm not that into it but i'll do some research um so the floor or the surface he's walking on is hot pink like magenta really really bright i don't know if this is john arbuckle's rug that he chose or Mm -hmm. just the color of the floor but it's really bright the wall is like a turquoise and it has a line going up like a shadow kind of up the wall it's a little darker um garfield is walking from right to left and he's walking it looks like he's walking very slow but his left leg is his knee is bent at like more than a 90 degree angle and his foot is, wh- is like perpendicular to the ground. So I don't know if he, whenever he walks, his leg goes all the way up every step. It's like a weird walk thing. But I know he's walking because there are four <laughs> small lines behind his head, which lo- it looks like he has Wi-Fi coming out of the back of his head. But that's I think that's motion. <laughs> yeah.
6: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So he's walking right to left. And in front of him is a bright green um food dish that says Garfield on it great it's right in front of him and he's just looking right over it
6: is there second Liz panel it?
0: are you ready second panel there's nothing in it um second panel there's a lot to describe here Jen um oh. the wall has turned purple like, like a pastel purple kind of like a lilac maybe um mm-hmm. still have our magenta floor the line the shadow line is now vertical it, it's not slanted and Garfield's left leg that was up like bent way back has come down fast. And I know that (laughs) because there's a solid white line behind it and it went straight into the food dish.
1: Oh, my God. Oh,
0: man. The food dish is now all askew. It's like flying through the air, kind of. It's just up like this. Mm -hmm. And there's a line coming out and some stars near the impact point. And it says bonk. Exclamation point. <laughs> okay. Um, Garfield says something, but I'm gonna describe Garfield's body first. Um, <laughs> his hands are up, his fingers. I guess this cat has fingers, are spread out like this. He
1: has fingers,
0: yeah. Kind of like
1: they look like human fingers. It doesn't look Digi- like a paw. Digits, thank you. Yeah, he
0: has he has spread digits, three okay. of them. That
1: is still weird though.
6: Yeah,
0: his shoulders are up, his hands are back. His mouth is wide open and he has fangs like three, four, five, six, seven. I can see seven individual pointy teeth. It's horrifying. His head is slanted back. His ears are folded back. His eyes are closed and they're like slanted. He's screaming, but they're, these fangs are like, I'm going to have nightmares about this. Garfield's never looked like this. He's in a lot of pain.
2: I'm realizing that I usually fast forward through a lot of this. And it's really, (laughs) like, uh, it's like you're describing it for, like, the visually impaired. That's a lot of detail. When I looked at the comic, I was like, oh, this is a quick one.
1: (laughs) This is gonna take 30 seconds to describe. No, not we should Micah. we
0: should insert a little thing that says press 1.5 speed now on your podcast. <laughs> That'd a choice. good idea. Yeah.
1: It would sound much cuter. <laughs> and then too. at the end
0: put it, slow down. Oh
1: god, just finish um, your
0: thing. okay. So Garfield in this scary face exclaims, <laughs> <laughs> and the letters are written. I love that it's in color because the letters are written in bright green, all caps. And then there's a yellow shadow, like a drop shadow behind the letter. So it really jumps out. Yeah. And he says, meow.
1: With a question mark? With an
0: exclamation point. Sorry. I just. Oh, you made it, it sound was, like a question. I don't know how to, I don't speak cat. So it's hard to, meow. Okay. Yeah. That's the second panel. Oh, okay. Third panel. Um, he's standing again. His left leg is now extended. The food dish is down on the floor in front of him. It looks his foot's mm-hmm. up in front of him. He's holding it up. And it looks like he's flipping himself off. Because so he has his side toes curled down and the big toe in the middle that kicked the food dish mm-hmm. is like shaded in because it's injured. And there's a squiggly line above it with a star. And now Garfield's looking it at, at us and breaking the fourth wall. You oh, know? Wow. And he mm-hmm. just looks really upset. Just so tired of this world. And he says, Bubble Thought bubbles, because he doesn't really talk. Mm-hmm. He says, pardon my language.
1: Oh, yeah, wow. That's, yeah. That's it. I, so, okay. So Garfield did a cuss.
0: <laughs> Garfield, meow is a cat swear, apparently. Well. It can be a lot of things, I guess. Depending
1: on the tone and, and how you the say context it. of the situation. Yeah. Well, that was really neat. And Wasn't I it? feel like you really... um Describe the fuck out of that.
0: Yeah, was it cool to have a, a full color one in the middle of the week? That was, was kind really of a bonus. Really neat
2: to hear about the colors yeah. and try to would imagine have them. I especially loved that in '94 too. That would have really been yeah. riveting. Yeah, <laughs> man. Okay, uh, well, okay.
1: Any other comments? It's I don't know what there is to say about this, but if anyone has any,
0: did I miss anything in the description? I
1: appreciated the detail.
0: Oh, okay. oh good, thank good,
1: you. good. yeah. glad
0: yes. all okay. done. It's um, nice to be appreciated.
1: I bet <laughs> Well, thank you so much.:
0: You're welcome. thank you all
1: yeah. I, I have a question actually did we have did we ever have newspapers <laughs> in Montana?
7: We had the science science what was it like the, the... Christian Science Monitor?: We did
5: oh. we but had something and I, and I remember Mother Jones, but that was
6: Oh wow! You know. really? really? That's yeah.
5: like high level. Like that's actual well, journalism. That
1: was probably Colleen. You know that does some like like messy stuff.
6: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't know if we ever read them. <laughs> you
1: no, know, I don't. I don't even remember that they existed. Christian Science Monitor doesn't have comics in them, though, right?
0: Probably not.
1: <laughs> Let's hope not, because if they do, we're gonna have to cut this whole thing because this whole oh, will <laughs> <things>,
2: nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I, won't I don't remember up. newspapers, but like I, in general, but like, didn't the Oklahoma City bombing happen while we were there? And mm-hmm. I remember like uh, a front page image, like yeah. in our dining room, like somebody had a, I don't know, well, one and of the staff had a newspaper or something. And that like there were crosswords. Oh, somebody might
1: have done, I bet Colleen also.
7: I think Ron did crosswords.
1: Oh, Ron. Mm. I love
7: Ron. Ron was the best.
1: Ugh, I was so mad at John when he fired Ron. Like that was one of the maddest I ever was at John. Which so saying a lot. Who was Ron? Ron was the best. um He was, <laughs> that was our his
0: official title.
1: He was our like environmental science teacher, <laughs> and would you know, like, because all staff except for Ray, for some reason, all staff would like they were teachers, but they would spend a night or two there, and then do work crew with us and do other stuff with us. And so
7: he It was because was it the choice checking that got him fired? I like stuck up for us maybe or something. I I think it's because he stuck
1: up for us in some way. I I don't remember specifically if it was
5: I don't even A lot of times it was if they had somebody else to hire already. So, like Ellen came in after Ron, right? You oh. like could do environmental science.
2: Yeah, that's there right. There was overlap with them too, I think. Was so. there? Mm. Yeah, I remember them both being there because. Yeah. I feel I like remember- Ellen was always there.
1: Yeah. yeah, for me too. Yeah. She wasn't well, there when I, I was there. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah,
5: actually, she was. That came later though.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. She- oh, yeah. Ellen. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ron. Crazy was this. fan. Um, I also, but okay, so there was the Unabomber, there was, um, or sorry, not the Unabomber, but that's what I was going to say is, didn't the Unabomber thing happen also while we were there? He lived by there. it was like right before, right? It might have been. I also have a memory that I am sure is not accurate because I don't think the timing even works out, but I have a memory of being in the lounge and watching the OJ car chase on the tv in there there's no way that actually happened right because that happened before
4: it was yeah.
0: June of 94 I it
4: was think June yeah. I remember so know... Polly class or something the one that that got taken um yeah I remember her because that happened like at some home visit or something oh, okay. right after I left or something because I remember like, that happened that, in your town right near near us yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow
1: memory is so weird it's good to have you all here to be like, nope, actually, that definitely never happened. See you in the funny paper soon. So we all watched. Um, I keep wanting to say writing in cars with boys. We all watched <laughs> Boys on the Side um, for this episode. And apparently also while we were at the school, I, I, I think I was on work crew. Sarah was probably on work crew. Um, Carolina, do you remember watching it? No. Okay. So the only memory we have of it is Sarah being upset because you didn't get Couldn't to watch, watch it. it.
2: Yes, I was super angry.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's really weird that they showed us that movie.
6: Yeah.
1: Is it yeah. weird? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they showed the Shawshank Redemption. And like, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I I guess it's like, well, I was thinking about like Elizabeth, Betsy at the time was twelve, you know, like twelve years old. I I don't know. It just seems like, and maybe it's just because of stuff we had seen and done. Any way that it didn't seem weird at the time. It's pretty
0: intense, though. There's some. I learned that... a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I felt like like hearing Jen's stories and some of your stories through what Jen experienced. It seems like there could be like some triggering things in that movie to show to kids that are there, Yeah, you know, for drug abuse and domestic violence. And the. I mean, there were also some great things about it, I think, and we'll talk about those. There but I was shocked. I, th- I just listened to our episode that came out, our last episode, um, and I actually mentioned... In there because I think I was thinking of writing cars with boys or something. Oh, yeah. Cause you're I like, was like, this is gonna be it's going to be delightful. And then we watched it and I was like, holy fuck, what why did they show this to
6: these kids?
1: Yeah. I mean, a it was intense. just a movie that,
2: you know, we were, I don't know. It
0: was what it was available really down at the local blockbuster.
2: blockbuster. Yeah, but <laughs> those adults did not have any fucking clue what they were doing. No, do. no. They had zero professional training. Trauma-informed care may or may not have been a thing then, but it certainly wasn't to them. So what, would, what would they know? It's yeah. a cute movie.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even remember if they watched with us. If it was like a Sunday, was anyone in there with us? That would just be
2: Gary i was always on
5: work
1: crew i know yeah, i was same always on work crew because of my fucking dresser because donna always found my dresser dirty every every day for like a year at least
2: i mean two callbacks in a week there's no passing that but it's designed to fail the yeah. work
4: crew is the is
2: is the yeah. feature not the bug yeah
4: yes wasn't there a rotation though at one point where like some of us had to do work crew and the other group got to watch a movie and then I've switched. Oh. Sundays. Oh, that does sound kind of familiar.
1: Like on the same day, like there's a movie and people working, and then we switched on that day or the next week? The next week. okay. Like That's, rotated.
6: Hmm. I vaguely
1: remember that right that now. That sounds like a thing that might have happened. Yeah. But yeah, I know that I've missed most of them. I I I remembered them. So when Sarah came on last time, it was um, we were talking about the mask. Kind of. And that's the one I do remember. That's the only one I remember watching. Do you want to do a quick plot synopsis of the movie? Or I don't know if I can really? do a quick plot synopsis of Does the movie. Does anyone want to do
0: a quick plot synopsis of the movie?
1: It's kind
0: of all over the place.
2: Or just like what um I can do a super quick synopsis. <laughs>
6: yeah, do it, <laughs> yeah, please. please.
2: Okay, so it's the story of three women. A young woman is in an abuse. Drew Barrymore is in like an abusive drug-fueled relationship mm-hmm. uh the white woman whose name I can't remember is Mary Louise Parker Mary, Mary Louise, Louise Parker. Parker love her uh-huh. uh she is a white woman guessed. diagnosed with HIV and Whoopi Goldberg is a black lesbian who wants to travel who basically wants to get out of New York City mm-hmm. so the Whoopi Goldberg and Mary Louise Parker hook up Basically, through a, to do a road trip to get out of New York City. Along the way, they stop and meet Drew Barrymore, who's friends somehow with Whoopi Goldberg, who yeah. had also accidentally <laughs> killed her abusive boyfriend. So now the three of them are on the run. They end up in Tucson, where their lives go great, and they move on. <laughs> and Drew Barrymore has a white cop boyfriend, uh, a young, Matthew adorable McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yes. And everybody is living their life. Like mary uh, What's her name again? Mary, Louise, mary Parker Louise Parker is getting thicker and all of that, but navigating the challenges of being an HIV positive woman in the 90s. And Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> is doing the gay thing. And <laughs> it comes to a head. And then Mary Louise Parker dies and it's super fucking sad. And then they all sing that song together. And that's and and uh Drew Barrymore has a baby. And that's the end. Very nice. Very yeah. Oh, and Drew Barrymore does go to jail, too, so, for
6: um, <laughs> yeah.
1: a little while.
0: Because sweet, cute Matthew McConaughey turns her in.
1: Yeah.
0: Because he loves her so much, but yeah. he loves the law more.
2: He loves the law <laughs> so much. of cop's gonna cop. Yeah. yeah.
0: It The tone of the film was so uneven at the beginning. I really didn't know what to expect. It was so strange. I felt like the second half, it all really came together and they they almost nailed all the like schmaltzy connectedness. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of it just missed for me, but it was like the performances were so good.
6: Mm-hmm. All three. That would be Goldberg
0: um, was,
1: was really great. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Micah, sometimes I forget that would be Goldberg is like really good because I just am like, She's on the View now, and so that's how I think of her, you know. But it's like, oh, actually, she's like a fucking egot.
5: Like, she's a really, really good actress. She, yeah. She's a legend. I know. She's yeah. a legend. I mean, yeah. comedy stand-up.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I don't know if you all remember that. Mm-hmm. The comedy relief. She did that. Oh yes. All ah. kinds of movies. Yeah, the best.
0: Yeah, I know. No, the it's View really can big. suck it
5: though. Right. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: yeah. exactly why. You it's know. That- not I don't exist. know. So, a few things that I thought were in this movie did win a GLAD award and an and the NAACP Image Award. Hmm. Um, the soundtrack is entirely female musicians. Oh, um,
1: interesting. But, I did notice the soundtrack a lot.
0: Oh, a couple of cameos by the Indigo Girls.
1: <laughs> Speaking Just, of doing the gay thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I was like, "What? Oh, she just plays in the Indigo Girls. Yeah, she plays just keyboards. With...
0: Picks up a job in Tucson playing keyboards for the Indigo Girls. No, no big, big deal. deal. Yeah, they're just the house band at some bar. Yeah,
1: it's that
0: they all hang out at. All right, yeah,
1: that's cool. But there were the Cranberries. I don't mm-hmm. remember what who else was on the soundtrack, but Bonnie uh... Ray,
0: Bonnie Ray, yeah, oh, yeah. Janis <laughs> Joplin, another legend. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of really good songs on there.
1: I thought the weirdest thing to me was that the domestic violence scene um, was like played for laughs. Mm It felt like, which seemed really strange to me. Like,
2: because then it's all played for laughs. And then she kind of, exactly. Yeah. 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 I know it is kind of like, yeah,
5: that's the thing. You think you're in some, you know, like this cute thing and it's all happy. And then just
6: goes back. Yeah. Yeah.
5: It was,
1: it was surprising. But also, yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting that they made it like a cis straight white woman who had HIV. Like, I guess that was an interesting choice.
0: Um, I think I felt like for the time to have a, a straight person,
1: any straight person,
0: have yeah. HIV or which turns into AIDS in the film world. At that time, I feel like the only story it, it I mean, I just think of like Philadelphia Right, like gay people had AIDS, and yeah. it was. I thought it was also really interesting that the the bartender, who, oh yeah, is trying to start a relationship with her, is fine with he wants to have sex with her, and he knows, and he's like, it's fine. I'll wear protection, and I feel like that was a really at the time like a really progressive
1: yeah that is
0: true. thing to portray
1: yeah yeah um, that is true yeah there were really I mean. I don't know like how I feel about the movie overall I because because I couldn't stop thinking like I can't believe they showed us this Um, or just thinking like because once you said seems like some of you would have been triggered by this that's all I could think about but I mean I think it was I think it's a pretty good movie it's just a little like weird tonally I think it's a feminist film for sure I think so I think so too And it really does center the... I mean, it's about the women. Like, it's not...
2: The Bechdel test. That was
1: what I was going to say next. Exactly. Which very few movies do, still. So that's something. Um, Okay. I... Do you all have other things you want to say about the movie? Okay. Elizabeth, can you... Are you willing to share, like, your story with us? Your... Overall, like
4: Mission Mountain story. Want me to start from the beginning? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can tell as much as you want. Isn't that what we did? We're supposed to tell our story from the beginning. <laughs>
1: it's just, it's just your story is really f- fucked up. Um, I guess I'm talking about the second round, um, which I don't remember. I don't think I knew that that had happened to you. So if yeah, if you're willing to talk about like maybe the first time you left and then what happened after
6: that?
4: Yeah. So we had all graduated. Um, Mm -hmm. You guys were graduating high school and then there was a chunk of us that were graduating from school. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got up and said something about, I don't know what a piece of shit I was and how I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And Mm -hmm. yet here I was graduating. Um, And I don't know where it came up, or how it happened, but, um, there was this plan or agreement that I would come back for the Rocky Mountain front trip. And I thought, Oh, well, that was kind of cool. You know, nobody's ever done that. I get to be this extra special person.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And then I go back for the Rocky Mountain front trip <clears throat> and I kind of thought I was going to be a little different. I wouldn't be so much in therapy part of it all. Yeah. Um, but I totally was, like mm. for everything, and uh then I get told that I'm staying, and i think I think it was Gary that told me oh. and then um which I you know at the time, um it's weird I have like all this anxiety now that I'm talking about it, yeah, <laughs> my hands yeah. are hot, um yeah, yeah, i I don't really remember that conversation. I just remember the lounge and the carpet and Mm. walking out of there, just like, uh, okay, I'm here. Uh, There's a lot of support from the girls. You know, everybody was really supportive. A lot of people were happy. I was back. Heather was there. So that was really cool. Mm. Um, And uh, I don't know. I think law, you were back that summer or something at the next one. Um, And I don't know. I was just there.
1: So you went, so you were at the school for the second time when Laurel came back. I think I was, I think
4: you were there for a while. No, 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 no. no.
1: Just to visit. Yeah. I, that is so, I'm so sorry that happened to you. (laughs) Like that's literally like a nightmare I have. That's a recurring nightmare I have all the time is like, oh, I'm here and I'm being sent back and I'm being forced mm. to stay again like this already happened I cannot
4: believe that they did that to you
0: and how old were you at that point point? 15 15 so 15, you'd been there 15 two years yeah, 15. and then you left and came back
4: how long were you out like how long were you home before you not came very back? long not very long because we graduated what in June
0: or August? something
2: and so Rocky Mountain Front was August yeah
6: Hmm.
2: and then how long did you stay after that another year
6: (sighs) wow you were there three years total that has to be a
4: record I mean sorry you know it's funny because um like looking back on it I didn't have anywhere else to go really like Hmm. um I went home and my parents had me in all sorts of camps and you know I was never home even though I went home and that was the whole thing was like you have an attitude. You don't want to be here. It's like, what do you mean? I don't want to be here. Like, I'm not even here. What do you, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And so to them, I wasn't ready to go home. Uh, And I wish I really wish I had a boarding school or some sort of place that I could have gone afterwards, because I don't think I should have ever gone home, but Mm -hmm. here we are. (laughs) Wow.
5: There's a, there's a few people's stories that really stand out to me. And yeah. Betsy's has always been one of them. Cause I yeah. remember when her sitting there at 12 years old and telling mm-hmm. us, you know, telling us about your life and how you came here and, and, and I, it just blows my mind. And especially now thinking back on it, you know, 12 and 13, I mean, they can, you know, you can kind of um, tell someone what to do at that point and stuff, but but, you know, 15 is when you can really fuck with someone. That's when you can yeah. really, you know, get them. And, and so I feel so sad that that happened to you because, you know, being young, you're, you're with a bunch of like 16 and 17 year old girls. You're 12. You know, we're kind of assholes. We're um, up- <laughs> assholes. And, yeah. and I, I just remember that. And, and you like being very shy. And, and now I'm like, oh, she had anxiety. Probably, you know, you just said it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's perceived as having an attitude because you're not speaking up or something. That was really Mm -hmm. shitty.
4: I was the one that always had that attitude, right? It was always me that had the look and the tone. And, um, you know, that was always just, can you imagine? I mean, it did come off like that,
1: but like, I think what you just said, Laurel is really true and wise. And also when you're 12 years old and everyone around you is 16 and 17, like you, you got to put on some kind of like toughness right like I mean that's scary and I and you told me Elizabeth in an email too like just stuff that you've been sharing with me like memories and stuff that like it was scary for you hearing all of us talk about like things that we had done that you're like I'm fucking 12 like I've never yeah you know like our son is 12 our son is 12 and he is like I just, I just, it's like it really puts it in perspective, like how yeah, young that I couldn't really imagine is. a lot well, of the then, things
4: that you guys went through, or not, you know, what you did. You know, I couldn't imagine, like even, yeah. I mean, even when you guys were there, Carolina, Jen, when you guys ran away, like yeah, that stuff scared. Like I still slept with a nightlight and my my Aww. teddy bears and things like that when I left home. And mm-hmm. um, the only thing I think that like got me through was that you guys were in the cabin I wasn't just by myself mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. oh man I'm yeah that's just well okay so the other thing the other story about you being there that sticks out for me was you and this other girl which we've also talked about this via email but like okay so there's this other girl what what shall I call her I'll just call her a and Carolina and Sarah you probably remember this too but like so elizabeth and this other girl a
2: okay the way i remembered it was and sorry to interrupt but a was also extremely young she was 13 or 14 and the three of us me and elizabeth and a were put in a room together and i was 18 oh god (laughs) but we were put in a room together because we didn't like each other
6: that's exactly
1: that's exactly we lived
4: together that's uh. where
1: this is going. Is that a and so in my memory, I thought Elizabeth and a fucking hated each other and that it was this like full on just horrible conflict that that was going on. And then because of that, they made you guys live in a tent together and literally do everything together. For I, I have a
4: picture, I don't you a do, picture? yeah, picture.
1: Oh. Can you see it? Oh, I can't really see it. You should send it. Just send it to us.
6: It's like, <laughs> you can't, can't really see, see it. It. No, send yeah.
1: it. Send it. Send it. I would love to see it. Yeah, I have to put it on here. your
5: forehead.
4: You <laughs> <to> <laughs> that.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Kind of. I mean, it's it's There's blurring the fence. It the background. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, but then I was really, I've been really struck by. You telling me, like, I actually don't remember us having a big problem with each other. I feel like John kind of invented
4: the conflict. Yeah, I don't remember an outright, like, oh, my gosh, I don't like you or I hate you. Even with you, Sarah, it was never an outright. It was just kind of like, you came in full blast, Sarah. So I was just like, whoa, we're kind of like, (laughs) you you know, you kind of scared me a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But with the other girl, I don't remember it until John... I just remember John saying, like, you guys hate each other, you guys this, you guys that in a group. And I remember her looking at me, and the look on her face was just kind of like confusion, fear. Yeah. Yeah, just like, really? What? Like, Hmm. okay. And now we have to go live in a tent in the snow. Were you tied together at one point,
1: or did I make that up? No, we weren't tied together. We weren't tied together. Okay. Sleep together. I remember you sitting back to back in group, which I think was a thing that happened sometimes with when people were like not getting along and like having to say like mean shit to each other. Um,
6: Well,
4: we had a very similar story too. like, we were both adopted, mm -hmm. um, you know, and yeah, she had an older brother and a younger brother and
2: Mm -hmm. I, I had the same. Yeah. And y'all were both just really young kids. Like, you never did anything. Like, you were the ones (laughs) out running away and getting high and stealing shit and, like, you know, know, like not going to school. And you were children with a, like, I don't know, I guess a bad attitude. It was just always then as now shocking to me. How does that that get institutionalized for rolling your eyes? Like,
6: yeah. Well, well no. Well, well, so
2: well. I mean, I did do my
4: fair share. Like I was um, definitely in, like we. My I fought with my mom every single night. My parents, things like that. You know, I guess somewhat normal things that you do when you're a kid. Um, but I was very promiscuous at school and mm. my and my, my middle school at that time,
0: mm-hmm.
4: um, inappropriately. So mm-hmm.
6: you know, but there okay. were reasons.
4: And you know, yeah. um, the thing about it though, you know. Now, as an adult, starting to really try and deal with a lot of that stuff is um, something I keep walking away with is that they didn't believe me. So I ended up confronting the person who, you know, um, did things to me. And it was just kind of like this, well, they say they didn't do it. And this is just what Elizabeth does. She makes up stories because she wants attention. And she tries Mm -hmm. to get other people in trouble and it wasn't like the school was like supporting me in any way they didn't back me or say well why would she say these things if it didn't happen it was just they say it didn't happen therefore it didn't happen well we were all liars with it you know yeah
1: you had to lie you had to yeah and yet we were called liars yeah like we were all not lying exactly and they're
0: and they're lying they're making shit up and causing conflict like like you need to create conflict in this situation that's what i don't understand what was going through their body?
1: yeah because they had to keep us something that they did really well but this is what carolina was talking about like when when there was like this group of us that came in together it was a problem for them yeah because they worked really hard to make sure that we were like Out to get each other, yeah. or like, you know, willing to, I don't know, turn on each other, not even turn, just like, yeah. yeah well, yeah. it
2: became, it, it then becomes a whole thing of what do you need me to say to prove that I can leave? And right. honestly, that's where the real lying started for yeah. me. Yeah. I made up crazy shit that I <laughs> never did. Just so that they would say, "Well, she's confessing now. Right? She must it must she's she's really changing?" So <laughs> much of my histories were bullshit, and in, utterly invented bullshit. I didn't yeah. do any of that shit. Yeah. Uh, but but what? I didn't know why I was there. I mean, I smoked yeah. a lot of pot. I did a lot of acid. I liked boys. <laughs> and I liked girls. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't understand really what was there. And ugh, headline. Neither did they. So I just needed to invent a bunch of horrible shit that I had done so that I could confess and then they would let me leave. Yeah. Oh,
4: definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's a- I had a, I had a, you know, I was 12. I had a extensive sexual history, drug history, alcohol history, violent history. Um, oh God. Violent history that I, food is not a thing for me. Like I, I don't give a shit. I like food. That's it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, if I kept a lot of my histories, and it was interesting going back just oh, to look
6: at Wow, we
4: exactly. didn't have to do that when I was there. That wasn't
5: a thing.
1: So I think that later, we, the rest of us, were there at the like peak of at the. Fu- at
5: the- Fucking turning first,
1: just the yeah. worst fucking time to be there. Like, I mean, cause yeah. when I first arrived for the first week or two, so, yeah. for, for yeah. example, you could choose what you wanted to eat. You could be vegetarian even. And oh, like, within, with, <laughs> yeah, within like a couple that. weeks, within a couple weeks, it was, that was when everybody was on the exact same food plan. <sighs> then we had food plan books and food plan partners. And we did all that. Like, we're like commenting on the way we like the other person eats because we have to because we're supposed to I mean it's like it got it got um they just I don't know they reached a peak of like ridiculous rules I think when we were there and then and then I think it, la- it you know it was a little more lax again after we left because I heard like they ate ice cream sometimes yeah. after we left and yeah, I was they like would
4: go out and have ice cream. are you
1: fucking kidding me.
0: Carolina's face right now. Right?
1: Can you imagine? (laughs) No. Grape jelly was our one thing that was like sugar. When (laughs) Donna
2: would take us to Missoula to get our braces done, we would get (laughs) to stop at Walmart and she would let me get a Dr. Pepper. What? Yes, I would come back fucking caffeine
1: buzzed. Oh my God. I went to Missoula for meds because it was like me and one other person who were on meds, but I don't think Donna, Donna must have never taken us because I guess you weren't sweet enough to Donna or maybe, I mean, I loved Donna though. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's cool.
5: I'm glad, I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad you had that experience. Cause one other thing I that I always think of when Betsy was, I remember you were so young but I remember you describing, you know, being adopted and not even speak and not speaking English and coming to a new country, mm. and and then you're 12, and you go off again. And I'm I always think about you about that. I'm like, wow, oh, mm. fuck, you know,
4: yeah, I can't even imagine. Actually, it's funny. I just realized like how fucked up that was because That's so my daughter was up. doing some like immigration thing, and she's like, "What was the hardest thing for you, mom?" I'm like, I mean, to be honest, I think it's that I. I spoke Spanish when I came to the United States, and my mm. parents did not speak English or uh, Spanish. They didn't, mm. they spoke English, and I didn't. You know, yeah. And I think that was really hard because it's fucked up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why would you it learn the hard. language
4: of the person that you're trying to adopt and bring to your family? At oh, least no. try. Like you have to try.
2: How old were so you? Not just the language, but clearly the assimilation that was being asked yeah. of you. Yeah, of yeah. uh, of a of a baby. You know. Um so weird because I didn't
4: even realize it until until now. Until like mm-hmm. now that I'm older and things are happening in the world and I can actually like look at it and be like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh my god, that happened amazing. to me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> two when I was adopted. Okay. Well, okay. So I mean you had a lot of language then at that point. Like, yeah. So that was I mean, that's that's severe. Significant trauma, like right there, you know. And I feel like I just feel like it was this. Well, actually, I don't know. I I don't want to speak for other people because I think we all, I think everybody has like slightly different feelings about the whole experience, right? And like, like Laurel, I know you have said like you're really grateful to your parents still that they that they did this, that they
5: sent you there. <laughs> Maybe I'm grateful to my folks that yeah. they were just willing to. Do whatever it took to try to get me off the drugs. Yeah. and my right. my coworker says I date myself because I call it crank. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I call I, it. Too. Yeah, you know we don't call it that, right? I'm like, <laughs> oh, what do you all call it? That's what it was, <laughs> dirty cocaine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, and I'm grateful for that. And mm-hmm. they just didn't know what the fuck to do. And you know how yeah. they help influence parents and totally. tell them all this shit, and they think, yeah. wow, this could help my daughter. And one of the reasons my folks cho- chose Mission Mountain School um, was because they would let you dress how you wanted and um, hmm. you could listen to your music. And they mm-hmm. still like have hmm. some of those Kinda, reasons yeah. that were important that my parents valued, right? Yeah. So they were well, trying
1: they, to do the yeah, right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You
5: guys got fucked on that part, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Again, like it was just.
5: Yeah. Extreme. But that's one of the reasons that they chose it. Those things were important to them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. By music, they didn't know it just meant like you, Indigo Girls. Like, <laughs> yeah. my music, like, you know.
1: <laughs> right. They took your music, but you could listen
5: to. They took my music some away. Music.
1: Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, well, they took some of it away, which. Yeah. They took away what they thought was part of my image, you know, like they took the grunge and the, I don't know, whatever. I know it was probably wrapped for you, Laurel. Like, um, but it's funny because the stuff that they let me keep was like, I had real, I had real ties with the music that I kept to like drugs and alcohol and friends that I was supposed to be letting go of and stuff, you know, like they don't know, like, but it, yeah. Yeah. That whole thing is just such bullshit. Like the whole process of, yeah, like trying to strip you of your image is just. um,
6: Yeah.
0: Speaking of music, I want to hear. I've heard for years about you and Carolina singing.
1: Oh, what do you want to hear about it? You want to hear Carolina sing?
0: (laughs) I don't want to put her on the spot like that. I want to hear you guys talk about that.
1: Oh, man. Well, that's like how we connected. So here's how I remember it. Oh, yeah. You
7: tell it. You tell it.
1: No, no. I want to hear you talk. I've talked too much.
7: Um. Okay. Well, I remember that it was kind of like wintertime and we had to shovel horse poo. Mm-hmm. And we started singing, I think, Sounds of Silence, maybe? Oh, maybe. I used to sing
1: that to my roommates in the cabin. So, yeah, that could have been. Yeah.
7: And then I, like, joined you in and we harmonized. And then it was like...
1: Love after that,
7: yeah. Then, <laughs> got, love that first song, yeah. The first song, and then um we like whenever we had like a little bit of free time, like in that moment right after school, mm-hmm. after home for dinner, I would come over to your cabin and I'd be like, "Hey, you want to sing?" And you'd be mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." And, then, um, and we practiced some songs, and then we got Colleen to help us and like play some guitar for us. And we did a few songs we did like um uh, some like old Len owen songs, uh but I think they were like Jennifer Warren's or something mm-hmm. things. and uh, what else did we sing?
1: we sang we sang the wind" by Cat Stevens at our graduation yeah. um which i is still my like one of my favorite songs to sing. I- it. <laughs> oh yeah yeah
7: <laughs> um we sang uh ugh, crap what was it it was on, let me look it up let me look up what the song was. Saying. so um, one
1: of one of the ones i remember singing together on work crew was we can work it out by the beatles um, which which is what I thought the first song was, but it could easily have not been the first song. I, I mean, it doesn't really matter what it was, but um, I have a specific memory of that one. I mean, and honestly, Carolina, like singing, I feel like singing was like such a huge part of what got me through that in le- those two years, like singing with you and and Colleen and Gary. like And Sarah, too, you used to sing with me. Yeah. Yeah and yeah, there was a larger
2: group. Yeah. The two y'all's voices, the two of you together and individually, your voices ring through. Very I'm feeling emotional talking about it. <laughs> um were an extremely I don't know. I can hear them in inside so clearly to this day and just the beauty and those moments and the words too of the songs that you would sing but
1: I have a little memory Sarah of you and this is so I was like really okay I I was really ugly in Montana or I thought I was really ugly like I had Mm -hmm. acne and I was I felt really ugly and I remember this one time singing and I don't remember what we were singing or if it was just me or if it was Carolina me or what but you got teary and you were like and you just came up to me and hugged me. You were like, "You're so beautiful when you sing," and I've never forgotten that because, like, that was so meaningful to me at the time. Like, um, yeah, that was a really like lovely little memory.
2: Sweet Sarah, <laughs> it was. It yeah. was real. It was true. It, to, to this day. It, it's there are memories that uh, that rise up from so yeah. many others of that time and yeah. your voices.
1: Yeah, I I it yeah, I it was life-saving for sure. We should sing together sometime, Carolina. That would be um
7: really cool. I I just don't do much anymore. I get a lot of allergies and Hmm. I feel kind of like crackly or like weird. It just doesn't do it anymore. Mm.
1: So okay, I'm gonna work on we're gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on you. Um, okay, Laurel, can you talk about as whatever you're willing to share about like your experience? Because you were like, I want to think of a better word than favorite because I feel like it has like a negative connotation, but like you, you were, uh, like, I'm
5: fine with you using favorite.
1: Okay, you were like the ultimate favorite.
5: <laughs> I don't hear that often. Totally. No. <laughs> you
1: were the ultimate favorite.
2: Ultimate favorite.
1: Yeah. So that wasn't true. Um, well, well, that's uh, what it seems like. Yeah. And, and well, I guess I'm really talking about like two, you know, for a couple specific people who, who, you know, you were favorites of, and then you came back. I just want to hear like, cause I know you were so disillusioned when you came back to work there. Like what happened with all of that? So hold on. is that a dog? Is that your <laughs> dog?
7: <laughs> oh
0: Carolina, I think you were gonna say something, but you keep getting oh. muted. So I don't know I, if
7: um no, I was just saying that Laurel was kind of like what we could aspire to be. Yeah. Like and then she would come back, it was like, oh, you could be like Laurel. Yes.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, Very so bad.
5: John John never liked me. And mm-hmm. I was okay with that as a kid. Like going mm-hmm. there, you know, having gone there as a kid already like I already felt that I wasn't liked by anyone and so that's all you want when you're a kid right is for folks to like you like I wanted other girls to like me you know that, that's in the end that's kind of what it was yeah um, and Mike and Deb kind of acted like parents to me right. more than anything and to all of us I would say too. And, and Colleen yeah. was hella fucking cool Colleen yeah, was like oh man Agreed. so we would sit in our cabin and we could see her cussing John out like in the kitchen at night and stuff yeah Colleen really
6: yes
5: wow. she used to have like big old I mean she was like Colleen went hard Interesting. In the Colleen was hard you know she like I don't know what happened to her but she was like she did not put up with shit and she like was a buffer for him often mm-hmm. you know and she kind of kept us safe and we loved her and we'd like you know yeah and her and Deb were fun and playful mm-hmm. and they would like flash each other i mean they did funny stuff totally see that yeah you know i mean so it was a a bit it was different for me there
6: yeah Um, but
5: john did not fucking like me you know and my i think it my parents didn't get along with him and i think that's probably Uh, i mean part of it also but he didn't like me and mm. so when i left and he saw oh geez i you know i guess i'm doing well in college or what they perceived as well i don't know i just (laughs) did whatever they told me to do that's kind of you know. Um, and so when he called me up and was like, Hey, I really want you to come and work here, I was like, Me, oh, he's the one who called you. Yeah, I was like, You fucking hate me, and you want me, God, it must be like there must be something in me that you see since you're like the fucking whatever
1: headmaster you know, with a whatever
5: the fuck he is.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, God, I hate that guy, but yeah. um, so I was like, That's what I thought, and then I would go there as an intern. and and. Elizabeth too. She was there doing the same thing. You know, you go there and you feel like, God, I am special. You know, Mm. they've groomed you. So you're special. Mm. That's right. And so that's what it's all about. And not working for shit. They don't pay you anything. Hardly, you know, you're there can barely live, you know, and every summer I would go back to college and be like, why am I so fucked up? It would take me like Mm. three months to sort of get better. You know, Mm. after being there, I would go back and be like, okay, now I'm getting back in the swing of things and more normal. Mm. And then after school, before I graduated, John called me up again and was like, we really want you to develop um, after like after program for people. And I was like, that's awesome. Because when you leave, you don't know what the fuck to do. You feel like an idiot. That's such a great idea. Okay. And so then he brought me there and like made me, and I lived with Mike and Deb. And then Mm. he started to put a wedge between me and Mike and Deb. So we started mm. to say really mean things like, oh, I was gonna let you do this program, but Mike and Deb want to do it. Whoa.
6: You
1: know,
5: just like like and, and, making
1: shit up. Was it all made up? Or you don't know still, you
6: don't. I
5: mean, know. just okay I have no idea about that. Yeah. You just know what he tells you and you think, oh gosh, geez, I guess I am special, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it blows my mind to this day because I fucking hated him as a student
6: mm-hmm. and it was
5: fine. I never yeah. it was fine, nobody cared. But yeah. I don't know why I wanted him to like me so much when I went back. It was, like, so important to me.
6: Hmm. Um,
5: and by the time I left, Mike and Deb and I were not even talking. Hmm. He oh. said, he told, I gave him my resignation. He fucking ripped it up and threw it in the trash. Jesus. And he said, fuck your resignation and quit trying to make Mike your daddy, is what he told me. And I was like, oh. I mean, Mike taught me how to drive in the snow and change my own tires. Yeah, Mike like, was your dad in a things. way. Like, and, yeah. I, and I was like, so just demoralized. It was, mm. oh, it was awful. It was mm. awful. Mm. Um, and in the end, and and I had zero fucking training. I mean, I right. was 20 You know, I right. didn't know what I was doing. No yeah. training. And I was mean. I thought that's how you were supposed to be.
1: That's right. That was your model. No? That's all you had seen, that's, right? And-
5: and then he had a group about me. Um, and I read the notes the next day. And Gary's like, hey, I gotta tell you, there was a group that John did, you know, we called a special, like rang the bell and called a special election, you know, everyone went to the lounge yeah. and they had a group about me. And in reading the notes, everyone's like, She's so abusive. Um, and so they wouldn't let me be alone in a room with a kid. <sighs>
6: oh like God, I was Laurel. like this predator. Yeah, and you're I, the I predator.
5: Well, and, and looking back, I'm like, I was a fucking asshole, you know. I, but I thought that's what you're supposed to do when you work. Right. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, he was just outrageous, but they were horrible to me. Horrible.
1: That's awful. Horrible.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm and sorry. Colleen, Colleen, too. And I was yeah. so sad because Colleen was a badass. I, I know.
1: I loved Colleen.
5: I, I loved going to her class, like reading all the books she told us to read. Same. I mean, I just, I liked so much about her, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just so, I was so disheartened when I left there, just broken.
1: It's a really like, it's interesting, like the thinking about the staff and my feelings about the staff, because like, overall I have come over the years to see my experience. Like it's more and more just like traumatic, you know, it's more and more just like, oh, it was just mostly trauma. Um, And it may, it. It creates a real, but I still have like all this cognitive dissonance about the staff there because I really, I mean, I fucking hate John also. Um, I think probably we can all agree that he was the one who like, um, he terrorized most of us the most, I would say. Um, And, you know, my thing with Mike was like, I just wanted to be loved by Mike and I never was. And like, I was hurt by that. And um, Deb loved me at first. And then I don't know. I just, but like that desire, like that wanting of their love and affection was so strong. And I just, I really don't know how to feel about most of them now. Like John is very clear. It's easy to, you know, it's easy to know how I feel about him, but like Colleen and Mike and well, Gary, I love Gary. I love, John, I hate the rest of them are in the middle somewhere of like, I don't know. Like, I think that they thought they were doing something good. I think they really thought that.
5: I I think it's how, that's how it started.
6: Yeah. For sure.
5: And for the most part, I think they thought that, but um,
2: Yeah. yeah. I think by the time we were there, there was so much money. I mean, right. a quarter of a million dollars per kid and there's 30 kids there by the time we're leaving, that is so much money. And the in order to continue getting that money, you have to be sure that what you're doing is absolutely correct and true mm-hmm. and effective because that's what you have to settle. That's right. And I don't think there's any way to get, a. I mean clearly after we left, it started to mellow. So who knows where that came from,
6: mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me. And I, and I think that our, uh, cause I was also a Mike kid, yeah, um, yeah, the absolute obsessive seeking of affection and approval from Mike and from Mike and Deb was absolutely by design, no matter yes. how we were criticized and belittled for it. It was set up that way intentionally. I wanted his love and approval desperately, which I got a lot of while we Mm -hmm. were there. Mm -hmm. But then when I left, it was gone. And I was devastated by that because I tried really hard to be the very best kid after leaving. I did all of the meetings and I stayed sober and I was super, I mean, I was good. I was sticking to it and he didn't give a shit about me yep um and i was super devastated by that then yes um and now i i don't hate him i don't give a fuck about him he's a piece of shit old racist and a homophobe too he probably didn't like me because i was a dyke uh and uh you know i mean I am also still grateful though for the love and affection that I was given when I was there. Yeah. Because it made it bearable. I mean, the little bit that
1: you got, I mean, Mm. yeah, because I got that from Gary and like Deb occasionally and Colleen, you know, like I, 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 I totally get that. Like, and I, those of you who are not white, which is most of us, Did you feel like racism was a factor at the school? I don't know. I'm just wondering if you ever felt like that was... Because all the staff was white.
7: I can speak to that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Remember when we went on our Rocky Mountain Front trip? Uh, Oh, yeah. I just... I never... Like, the adults there, with the exception of Gary, I never really sought anything from them i never really thought that there was anything there that they could offer me and wherever i ever, ever wanted them to see me sweat mm. so like we're on this bike and Phil, <laughs> and john to <laughs> me and he's asking me if i think mountains are beautiful i was like yeah but the ones in colombia are better <laughs> <laughs> yes
6: <laughs> wait
7: am i mean made- he thought i was being a backward racist and so he started like like that night we had that thing and I think he pegged me as like some sort of like um I don't know he he just like you know I got a big trouble that night whenever we finally settled down for camp and then I was on work crew and I was like whatever I don't care (laughs) yeah
1: it was you and me and Sarah the other Sarah uh that's so funny though because I didn't remember that part of it like the the mountains in colombia that's fucking badass
7: i love that that's <laughs> so great i love that you said that to him and you know i think it's because they're older <laughs> i started telling him all these things i was so full of shit i didn't really know why i was just you know the, the ones who made a rounder they've probably been here longer i don't know it was just kind of like like that and then he was like, he was told me that I was being a back like a like a racist against white people because I didn't like his mountains.
0: <laughs> You're being racist against our mountains, Carolina. You know, Jeez. What's it's, what the fuck is that?
1: What's funny to me is that what I remember is that Mike had a couple <laughs> moments of like homophobia and racism. And I that's the one thing I didn't remember about John. I I mean I there was like cultural appropriation stuff with like, you know, it's oh, yeah. wrong. And spirit animals and shit. Go on meditation thing. Yeah. I but I but I didn't remember that he oh god, he called you like a reverse racist. That's yeah. I mean, of course, of course. It's not, you know,
5: like it's not surprising, I guess. Um well, and just the setting, right? Montana. I remember going there and being all where <laughs> what is what's going on where do you get Mexican food and they're all yeah we don't have that here like yeah. you know growing up in California it's fairly diverse and I grew up in a diverse town and yeah you know wasn't used to that and yeah. so talk about culture shock it was awful oh, shit. you know you have yeah. all these other cultures and influences growing up and then to not be allowed to to have those you know or to be made fun of because you like certain things of another culture
2: that's right you know?
5: That's yes. Carolina and
2: I were not allowed to speak in Spanish to each other.
5: That, that's <gasps> fucking unbelievable. Oh,
2: no, that's totally Blinkly believable. Completely forbidden. I mean, right. I believe it, but... No,
0: I, yeah, I mean, so, it's... Because none of it, them, I'm sure, were willing to learn any Spanish. It never occurred to them, and they couldn't allow you to to have a connection that they couldn't control.
1: Exactly. Well, that's what... That's it, so fucked up. But also, then they would make... Because I remember you having to... Oh, you used to have to translate them. That's what I was going to say is that's what I remember is like, you're not allowed to talk to each other, but you had to translate in group because yeah, which I think was like a big deal for you. Cause you had to like, say what your parents, like, oh. it was already like an emotional situation. I remember Sarah in particular, just being like, like really stressed about it. Like, Oh my God. Okay. Like I'm going to, I, at least I think I remember that. I don't know. Um, that's fucked up. I'm that's fucked up. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I, I mean, that kind of leads me to another question, which is, and we will wrap, we need to wrap up soon. Um, I want to know, like, kind of from each of you, if you, if you have anything to say about it, you don't have to share, but like, how do you feel like, how do you feel like you're affected now? Like, you know, over the years, like, how have you been affected by this experience and how do you see it affecting who you are now. I, you you can raise your hand if you want to respond. Sorry to be teachery, but um, Elizabeth, I did... can respond.
4: Yeah, <laughs> go go. Um, if it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's fucked me up, but it's also kept me very um, straight and narrow, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my personal relationships, it's been awful. I know uh, you guys were talking earlier about. Um, constant drama and crisis that's been my life since I left Mishmont school I know nothing but the next shoe to drop and I'm always waiting for it and if it doesn't I'm making it happen Mm. I think this is like Mm. the first time in my life I've really just I I've had peace and quiet and can actually like be okay with that Mm. and I'm actually happy with that you know um I i It sucks because I worked my way all the way down to a domestic violence situation with my kid's dad. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not him. It's my life. It's my folks. It's how I grew up and my experience at school. Um, And so that's that's really just been me. But also on the same... Side of it, it's like I know what I've been through, I know what I can handle, I know what I can do. And regardless of what I go through and possibly may continue to go through, I got it, I'll be fine Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm hardcore, I'm tough, I got this, you know. Um, and also it helps me with my daughter be able to just really, you know, bring things down and kind of keep keep it in, I don't know how to explain it, but like just really keep focused on who I want her to be and how I want her to be and do my best to try and teach her, um, the way, the way to do that, you know, I'll never make her do eight hour exercises. Although (sighs) some days, some days I wish I could still do those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, and it's funny because I know everybody has their own experience in their own walk away and take away from Mishmont school but at the end of the day it really is and has always been about you girls and mm-hmm. regardless of what we went through what we did how we treated each other we all went through this together we all came out the other side together mm-hmm. and that is the thing for me that i miss is the friendship and the relationships because like you're saying law I had no idea how to walk out of there and, and start living my life. Um, and that, that was hard for me. And I, I don't have other friendships now as, as a older adult in my forties. Now <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I have, you know, mom friendships and relationships that I, I can actually, you know, build on and, and continue to have, but from 16 to now, pretty much I I. It's just me, you know, and that's kind of sad.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really well said. Thank you.
4: I think I agree with you, Betsy. I feel like
7: um, at least in terms of like, all the physical things that we did, all those skis, all those hikes, all those, you know, all the the clearing of forests, the building of fences, the digging of holes, the like all that crap that we did it's kind of like, you know, things are not really that big of a deal anymore. Like not, not, not anymore, but like, um, I'm not afraid to get into it if I feel like it's going to improve my life, you know? So like, um, like going back to school, doing, uh, you know, things that I, that might be like, yeah, that's a little hard. Why take that risk? It's like, well, you can not take the risk or you can, you know, you can try to do it and, you know, just have that kind of confidence in your own strength that you can do things that you don't think that you can do. And so that's one of the good things about there. And of course, you know, the ladies, my friends, it's like awesome to have this connection with people that, I, you know, um, that is, um, it's extraordinary. You know, you don't, I don't think most people have this, you know. This is like, um, you couldn't pay for this to have some, you know, like there's one, two, three, four, five of us here that have like such shared experience. We know each other so well. Um, we lived together. We, you know, accomplished things that, um, like really together, like leaning on each other. Encouraging each other, sometimes yelling at each other, you know, like, get up that hill. Oh my gosh. Do you remember when we were coming down the hill and Jen Freeman, you were behind Betsy and Betsy was hitting the brakes the whole way down? <laughs> I actually don't remember that. Let's go. Let's go. You were like, you just wanted to go and, like, you know, there's was, this,
4: you know, was about- so scared it was so scary remember that
7: (laughs) like that kind of thing you know um but it's it's you know it is what it is it's like it's happened so long ago I feel like almost like it's um
6: uh
7: I don't know like I almost kind of want to go back in a way, <laughs> like you know, just to like be where I was and just kind of like go out there and do a ski, maybe chop some wood and uh, I don't know, sing a song with friends, you know,
4: like yeah i as a retreat, I think, you know, like a resort retreat thing, I don't know about the chopping wood and stuff like that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm hungry.
2: laughs> <laughs> my wife bought me an ax. I chopped wood this year. I loved it so oh. much. <laughs> oh,
6: <laughs>
2: that, yeah, that's
1: lovely, Carolina. Like, um, just to jump in for a second, uh, all my emotions oh, are, are catch- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, Aww. it's all catching up with me just now. Um, just hearing you guys talk about this stuff, like, because I haven't, like, I didn't, I kind of just lost touch with everybody for a really long time and um and you know via social media have been like a little bit in touch and then we started the podcast and I got more in touch with like Laurel and Sarah and like slowly the rest of you and like it does feel like I mean cuz Carolina I haven't seen you in person like in 26 years and it doesn't feel it feels like Like that bond is just still there, you know, like that bond is ever. Yeah, exactly. Like I just, um, and I do think you're right. Like most people don't have that, like, who could you not see for 26 fucking years and then still, still feel like that bonded to, you know, so that is,
5: that is really special to me. You guys are right. Do you, Tamara, do you guys know Tamara? Mm
6: Mm-hmm. I know. Um, yeah, she
5: so she name. was just here. She had a baby, yeah. Oh! She brought her baby and she drove up to hang out with um, me and my family. And it was like, oh. I mean, she and I just like, we stayed together and talked the entire time and I got to hold her baby. who's hmm. perfect, of course.
6: <laughs> um,
5: but my God, like, uh, you know, to this day, Tamara and I are friends and mm-hmm. she was very young also when she went. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, the
2: best
5: you know yeah, it's just, yeah. that's the
6: cool. age
2: the age differences between us now are so right. small and significant the difference between 45 and <laughs> 42 is nothing
6: mm-hmm. but you know
1: how about you Sarah do you have any um thoughts about how it has uh, you may have shared before but I don't care
2: yeah no I you know so many things yeah. I I, as has been mentioned, uh, arrived with so much fight, Mm -hmm. but then with as much fight as I had, I gave in that deeply and internalized that programming very deeply. Mm -hmm. And I stayed sober. I stayed in meetings. I stayed identifying as a sober person for more than 10 years after leaving. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have no regrets whatsoever of of, at periods of of that time of not using substances, no regrets at all. Uh, What I regret and what I think was damaging to me is the utter failure of that program to identify or to help me identify what was really going on with me. And instead to peg me as an addict, which was Inaccurate, and so then when I went out into the world as a young adult, having spent the last two years ensconced in this very particular programming, I was so obsessed and single-minded with being good, with staying sober, doing it right, being the like proving that I had that I had learned. Mm-hmm. And in that single-minded pursuit of perfection, I became deeply depressed and suicidal uh, because that none of that shit was true. And instead of trying to figure out really who I was as a young adult and going out and finding my way in the world as a young queer person, I was just trying I was just trying to be good and uh, that, turned me inside out for decades. And I don't think that I've really come to terms with that and come to the other side of that in my own identity and sense of self-worth, uh, until like my late thirties and forties. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, and, and to me, the, the damaging part is just the years lost of trying to perform what I thought somebody else needed me to prove rather than just figuring out who I was in this world. Uh, And that sucks, Mm
6: -hmm.
2: but I don't wish that I had ended up in a different place. I'm beyond my privilege has extended beyond its expiration point to People who love me deeply and for who I am, and I love them back. Uh, I no longer have a relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. I have not spoken to my mother at all in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't trust her. I don't like her. Uh, I never want to be in the same room with her again. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad's dead, and mm-hmm. that sucks. And it's also unresolved, but in kind of similar feelings. So Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, happy endings, sad endings, it's complicated.
6: Yeah, <laughs> that's where it is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
5: You guys are all so articulate, articulate. I think I think what Sarah said about being single-minded, that was the biggest learning for me is alienating folks so much and being so judgmental mm-hmm. and shitty to people. Yes. Um, and it took me a long time to learn that. And coming out the other side, like, you know, we had foster children because our neighbors were on the were on the crank, and uh, <laughs> we got their kids for a while. Like all these opportunities that have opened up from mm-hmm. not being an asshole. You know, from mm-hmm. from, um, you know, just try like Sarah said, trying to find your place in the world and um, not be so single minded and judgmental, mm-hmm. and like that sober living or that thought same for me. I mean, I was 17. Like, can you really be an addict at that? I, I don't know. E- you know, I don't know, but, um, I don't know, but just that mind frame and that takes years to get rid of,
6: mm-hmm. you know, at
5: least it has for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when people like, even at work, when people come and they say, God, you, you know, you're just, you never judge me. I never feel bad telling you stuff. I'm like, you yeah, know, no fucking idea. <laughs> 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 they're like, oh, fine, You know? Um, so it's given me that perspective for people too,
6: mm-hmm.
5: which which I'm grateful for that part.
0: Yeah, yeah. You guys were all we've talked about this a lot before, and kind of the the whole premise of the podcast is you were taken away from, or this like really important developmental stage in becoming a person and finding out who you are was taken away from you, and you were like brainwashed for two years. And it's taken this long to find yourself again.
1: Mm-hmm. That's definitely how I feel for sure. Yeah.
0: And it sounds like a similar thread that I've heard yeah. tonight, but I'm really happy. No, I'm getting emotional. Oh,
1: no. no. I'm really Aww. happy that, talk. Fuck.
0: that you're all here and you were all there with Chen.
2: Um, me too. And I'm so grateful because I. I, my love for y'all is deeper than can be expressed. And it is, exists on a different plane than my regular friends, than mm-hmm. my wife, than my family. We have been with each other in a place in a time that nobody else was. Yeah. None of those people were there but us. And there's something beautiful and unbreakable about that even though it came from pain Mm
6: -hmm.
0: yeah I think there's a a little speech a little monologue in the film in boys on the side that Mary Louise Parker talks about there's a special thing that happens between women yeah and there were a couple of those moments that I was like they didn't they didn't quite nail it I know Mm -hmm. what they were going for and I like it and I wish they had nailed it and I feel like all of you just articulated that much better in a way that you yeah you went through a really traumatic time together and there's nothing that can touch that
6: Mm
0: -hmm. like nobody can compare and especially for me I've spent the last 22 years trying to understand that dynamic and what happened there and I I never will (laughs) you can't go back and experience that what you guys went through Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so it's great to see all these faces Micah has so been
1: much. so excited about this. <laughs> I've been like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I don't know.
5: And he's like, it's going to be so great. I cannot wait. So um, I, I also, you know, you two have such great banter between each other. And I just love seeing you both together because listening to you, I'm like, oh my God, those two, you know, <laughs> you guys are just, I love listening to you both and the relationship that you have. I don't know much about it, but it just sounds great. You know, I love Thank seeing you guys.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening. You've been a big uh, supporter since the beginning. Hi. Wow. Okay. Well, we need to wrap this up because we could probably talk for hours and hours, but I mean, also you can come back and um, we can talk even without recording it too. (laughs) Um, But wow. Uh, It's uh, really amazing to see all of you. And um, I can't thank you enough, all of you for for showing up and being willing to just talk about this shit. Um, It's really nice. And it's like, it's a nice reminder, you know, that you're not, that I'm not alone in just forever dealing with this stuff. So thank you so much. um, Just so much for being here. Um,
7: Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you.
1: And thank
2: you for doing this podcast, y'all. And it's really great. Guys <laughs> Sarah, thank <laughs> you.
0: Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do it with us.
2: For real, and yeah.
0: we'll do,
1: we'll do it again. And I, I actually am sorry. I'm I, I'm not apologizing like to anyone really. I just I am sorry that we haven't done more of this. Um, so uh, I would like to in the future if if y'all are are interested in coming back. Um, because I think it really sure. it's it makes it a much richer show. Okay. Uh thank you uh so much again. Uh my loves. I love you all so much. And um thank you anybody out there listening. And this was thank-
0: our hundredth episode. Oh, yeah, this
1: is our hundredth episode.
0: Thank you for being wow, on. Congratulations. For our 100th
1: <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. You guys are the you're the big celebration, uh, the centennial, if you will. <laughs> um So yeah, thank you. And thank you to Grandma Cray for our artwork.
0: Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff.
1: Thanks to Minus Violet for our music.
0: Until next time. See See you in the 90s. 90s.
7: (laughs) I don't know what it is, but there's something that goes on between women. You men know that because it's the same for you. I'm not saying one sex is better than the other. I'm Just saying, like speaks to like, love or whatever doesn't always keep, so you find out what does, if you're lucky.